0: Well, there's growing concern, and rightly so, about the increasing influence and indoctrination of radical sexuality and gender ideology in our schools, some of it being targeted at children as young as five and six years old. And parents are starting to suddenly wake up to exactly what is happening in schools. It's been hidden. Even some schools are not fully aware of just what is in the curriculum. And so today on McBlog, we speak to a concerned mum who fronted up to her school board and had the opportunity to present her concerns. We find out uh, what she had to say, how she did it, how to prepare, and uh, she encourages you to do likewise. Let's check it out. Well, joining me is Penny Marie, uh, who fronted up to a school board meeting and the video of it has actually gone a little bit viral around New Zealand from what I hear. Penny Marie, welcome to Macblog. Can you tell us what motivated you to uh, make this appointment with the board?
1: Yeah, and thanks for having me here, Bob. Um, so what motivated me was I was on the board um, at, for the previous three years. So over what we call, would call the COVID years. Yep. Um, and I observed um, the behavior really, which was putting policy first. And as a lone voice, I found it really hard and I got gaslit and um, shut down around a whole raft of stuff that was going on at the time. And um, so, yeah, I just really have a passion for encouraging parents to find their voice when things don't seem right mm. um, and and accessing all the information that they need to make the best decisions for their kids, which seems to be harder to do. So um, I'd seen videos overseas of parents that were attending their board meetings. Yeah speaking up and that's really helpful but I hadn't seen anything from here in New Zealand so I thought well someone has to um someone has to start it and it's yeah to encourage other parents so I've been pretty blown away at how viral it's gone in the last few days.
0: So in our parent guide that we released at the beginning of the year we did sort of spell out the process uh for getting in front of the board but can you just uh, um Explain it to uh, people watching how tricky was it or how difficult or easy was it to get and in, in, get your 10 minutes in front of the board?
1: Yep, so um, I would encourage parents to uh, either look at their school policies on their website or contact their school office to ask them what the procedure is for them to speak with their board. Um, They are public meetings you're allowed to attend Mm. and in my situation, and I can't tell you if it's the same for everyone, but it might be, is that if you want to have speaking rights you need to give them 48 hours notice. So I simply emailed the board chair and the principal and requested um, speaking rights um, 48 hours before and I just bullet pointed the topics. So I didn't enter into a big conversation, I didn't preface it with sending them my notes and so they were happy to add me onto the agenda and I also brought um, a couple of support people along, which I recommend
0: too. Okay, and did it help that they already knew you? Um, You know, I mean, for some uh, parent that's watching this that has never been to a board meeting, doesn't even know who's on the board, uh, is it an uphill battle for them?
1: Um, I don't think so because I, when I was on the board, we had a couple of instances where parents turned up to talk about other things, and they weren't necessarily known. To, they weren't known to me. Um, they may have been known to others, but um, the, to remember that every every family that's enrolled at the school has a right, mm. um, and actually the community does as well. So it's it's really about um, just finding y- your brave yeah. uh, and showing up. And I also think um, f- in my personal situation. My take was to go to the board, uh, the reason being because it has to be minuted and they have to listen to you. Um, whereas if you make a meeting with the principal, if they're not on the same page as you, um, it's one against the other. It won't be on the public record and it may disappear. I've been, sent, I've been sent email conversations that have gone backwards and forwards where parents are really struggling and then they back down. But go to your board meetings. Um, you may find that you have some allies in there on the board. You may find some people. And in my case, there were parents who were on the board who absolutely agreed with me. Yeah. So to get in front of them is is super important.
0: Yeah, and I think that's what a lot of people don't realise is that the board of trustees is actually mainly parents and uh, that's, that's key. They, they may share the same concerns. So um, sort of in a Reader's Digest version, what was the essence of your message?
1: Um, The essence of my message was initially um, to let the board know that I knew that they were PCBU. So that's the um, people conducting a business or undertaking. So they are at risk if anything was to happen in their school, not the Ministry of Education. So it's a really key point. That the Ministry of Education puts these um, rules, guidelines, principles and policies in place Mm. that they expect the schools to uphold, but they absolve themselves, from my understanding, of responsibility from that, and they pass the responsibility to the boards. Now, I didn't even realise until recently that each board of trustees is registered with an NZBN number, and they are a business. Um, And the board members need to know that as crown agents, because when I signed up to be a board member, I signed up to be a crown agent, um, working for a crown entity. So letting them know their risk and then also appealing to them in their private capacity, because as you say, most of them are parents, they're mums and dads themselves, and if not, they're staff members in the schools who... I choose to believe that most people who are working in schools are there because they actually love working with kids and they're not bad people. They just don't really understand the risk that they're under and um, what's coming down the pipeline. So so primarily it was around letting them know their risk and then the two topics that I went for was um, the Gender ideology and the sexuality education coming through the schools, mm. and also um, with the measles situation coming up, looking like it is being pushed by the Ministry of Health and the Ministry of Education, the same as the COVID response was. Um, I brought that issue up as well because uh, there are plenty of parents around that are not happy to think that if a measles case is in the school, that they would have to quarantine and isolate and vaccinate, be contact traced and PCR tested, which is what's coming if we don't speak up.
0: Okay, so uh, you you went in and obviously you, you sort of, a parent turning up just can't sort of talk off the top of their head. They really need some backup information. Where did you get yours?
1: Yep. So I went on to the NZSTA website, which, if you haven't been on a board, you might not know about that. But that's the New Zealand School Trustees Association website. So look yep. that up, mm-hmm. um, and that tells you what the school board's responsibilities are,
0: mm.
1: and they are actually there to ensure the well-being of our students. So my all
0: students. Yeah, and I say staff
1: here. too, because I think there's yeah. a lot of staff in there that are being asked to do things that they're uncomfortable with. Yeah. Um, and also um, go and look on legislation, uh, legislation around the Education and Training Act. And um, what else did I look at? Uh, oh, the um, REC guidelines, which are on the Ministry of Education website. And there's a mm-hmm. heap of resources. They've put a lot of resource into this. Yep. Follow your nose when they reference mm-hmm. research. I just, you're able to just look at it online. And then critically, um, which I'm still just starting to go through now, is the Inside Out website and their resources. Yeah. And read them and see whether you're comfortable with what's coming down the pipeline.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, Inside Out, of course, part of Rainbow Youth, which is government funded and releasing documents and policy guidelines. So so the um, just to go back to the whole liability, what you were saying to the board was that ultimately... They're liable for the welfare and safety of all students and all staff and so they need to be thinking about this when they're thinking about sexuality and gender policies and changing rooms and going on camps and personal pronouns. They need to think about all students, all safety, don't you?
1: Yeah, and I think they also need to remember that even though they're getting pushed policies and guidelines upon them, the parent choice is the most important choice. We are our primary caregivers of our children. Um, So I was talking to someone yesterday about, like, we're only just realising a lot of people that in these documents, these RSE documents, they actually are saying that what they want schools to do is embed this indoctrination into every subject. Mm. Now, my concern with that is, On one hand, they're saying to schools, boards, that they need to consult with parents every two years about their health curriculum where the sexuality Mm. guideline sits. Mm. But then they're embedding it into every curriculum subject. Now, they don't say that they're gonna consult on that. And I don't know how, when you bleed something in, So um, subtly, I suppose, into each subject that it's possible Mm. to even be able to consult and therefore the parents aren't getting the choice. And so I spoke to someone yesterday who said, well, you know, maybe we need to go to the schools and say, do you know that this is what they're trying to do and why? And actually provide me with an option for opting my children out of any subject which has any of it. And they won't be able to because they don't have the resource. So that's actually, I think, really important.
0: Mm. Now, as you talk to people, did you find people would push back and say, oh, no, that can't be true, and that's not right, and prove it? H- and, and if so, how did you prove it?
1: Yeah, so not a single person that's contacted me or has commented online has been critical in saying it's all rubbish. Um, right. What I've had again and again is a lot of really concerned parents who have said to me, I see what's happening overseas, because we look, right, yeah. we're not looking at mainstream media who's not talking about this, we're looking deeper. We're doing our research Hmm. so people are seeing that it's very very much there in america in particular it's coming through europe it's everywhere and we seem to be a little bit behind on some stuff so we've been trying to look and see whether it's here and then some schools it's already being implemented i actually believe by and large most school boards and principals actually don't even know like when i was on a board and i found the rsc guidelines we hadn't been shown it as a board so they don't know so going in A really big part of my approach was going in as allies and not adversaries. I'm not blaming them for anything because I have no evidence. I'm saying this is coming. We need to talk about it. Please, can we talk about it for the well-being of our children? Mm. Okay.
0: And I don't want to blow our own trumpet, but were our resources helpful in getting you to understand that it actually does exist? It is happening in New Zealand schools and we need to be aware.
1: Yeah, hugely, and I share your resources around. I think what you're doing is amazing. Um, Like you say, parents don't go and do their research. They don't even, you know, just to actually have even, even the covers of those RSE guidelines on your research, um, on your info sheets, is that what they're called? Yeah. It's super, super helpful. So yeah. I, I just really encourage parents to switch off the TV. Most of us probably already have, and sit and do your research for your kid's sake. I, I'd just like to share, too, I had one mother contact me And she said that she showed my video to her children, to her teenage children, and they loved it and they thanked me. And they have have given her their blessing to go and do the same at their school. Mm -hmm. And so I actually, on that thought, this opportunity for parents to find their voice and speak up on behalf of their children will actually help to bring families together because yeah. we need our children to see us being brave for them. Mm. And I really just pray that it will help um, knit families together stronger. Mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So we'll put a link to your video in the descriptor. And um, and if people want to see evidence of what we're talking about, just go to sexeducation.nz and uh, you'll see our fact sheet there and eight pages. By the end of it, your mind will be blown apart and you'll want to do exactly what um has is being explained right now uh just um finally what was the response of the board
1: so um, we actually chatted for about 10 minutes after the after I did my presentation and it was a really positive conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, there were people there that were on the board that agreed mm-hmm. and said that we need to look at it. So um, they said, oh, the time frame for re-looking at this, that our policy around sexuality and curric- the curriculum wasn't until December. And I said, no, that's too late. We need to look at it now. So what I need to do, and I've actually just been really busy contacting and talking to people about what happened um is go back to them and hold them to account on on my time frame. so I will I will keep people up to date with that and if anyone wants to reach out to me yeah. um, there's a few of us that want to connect together and help to support parents I'm happy to share my resources um just to email me at penny at voicemedia.nz
0: mm. penny at voicemedia.nz Okay, and um, just very finally, what's your word of advice for parents watching this thinking, hmm, wonder what's happening at my child's school?
1: Um, Get curious um, and get asking the questions and find your brave and also to find other parents, even if it's only one or two in your school, that you can... put your heads together on this and share the load.
0: Um,
1: And I'd just like to share a little quote that one of my friends sent to me after watching the video, which was, if you ever think that you're too small to make a difference, try sleeping with a mosquito. So (laughs) we all think, um, what can I possibly do? But honestly, like I'm just one mum and um, I spent spent a few days researching, 10 minutes speaking, and I think my probably my video has been seen by about 10,000 people and it's yeah. activated so many. Mm. So if, if each of us can pick up the mantle and be brave for our children, we can turn this around way faster than we think. Yeah. The stuff we see coming down the pipeline, we might be able to stop it.
0: Yeah, and, and sorry, just one other question. Um, uh, you're campaigning not just because you're an activist and you want to get involved and you've got nothing better to do with your time. You, you have faced this in your own family, haven't you, where you've felt undermined as a parent?
1: Yeah, 100%. I've, I've been at the coalface um, with counsellors and psychologists and the adolescent mental health system mm. and wherever we went, um, we were funneled into the same direction and that was essentially into a system where I now can see um, while we were there trying to do the best to help our children, um, they were undermining the family. Yep. And so, my experience and what I've talked to with others that have gone through it is that um, we in our hearts know, as mums and dads, we've got our intuition and we need to trust that more. Mm. And um, yes, the services um, maybe have helped to some, but if they're not helping, get out and um, trust yourselves and 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 find support within the people that you trust.
0: Mm. Okay, well, thank you for making a personal issue now a public one. And um, I think, Penny Marie, we'll will be in continued uh, contact uh, with this issue as, we, as more people find their voice and push back. So thanks for being on McBlog.
1: Thank you. And I just want to say thanks for you guys and all the work that you do, because we have to turn the tide on the moral stuff that's coming down the pipeline and actually stand back in our moral compass, so regardless of our religious and spiritual beliefs, we know what's morally correct inside of us. Mm.
0: Thanks, mm. Ben Murray.
1: Thank you. Bye.